Ciao, buongiorno everybody. Welcome to the Evoke Bike Podcast. This is Brendan Hausler, and I'm excited to talk about an athlete that reached out with a question about off-season gains. What's the best way to maximize your time this off-season? And then also a special shout out to athletes who found this sport later in life. Maybe it's your early 30s, your 40s, and you're wondering, where can you go with this? This is exactly how you know I, I found the sport quote unquote later, I was in my late twenties, I'm 40 now and I'm fastest at 40. So hopefully there's gonna be some motivation there for people who are thinking they're behind and maybe you're just comparing yourself to the wrong people. Cause we all know we should only compare ourselves to our previous self. So shout out to our newest YouTube subscribers, shout out to everybody who's checked out the training packs, who's commented on them, who's been finding success, especially with the VO2 max one really pumped. That's helping definitely working on the five blocks to racing and we'll have some more things coming out once I'm off my honeymoon. I'm trying to jam this video out before we head to the beach. So real quickly, this athlete had reached out. I think it's a great question that we can all apply to our training. And I love that people are really already starting to plan their next seasons. This is something that I usually talk to athletes about when they're 2022 season is over, whether it's road, cross, mountain, and give them a few weeks and then say, okay, hey, where are we going next year? Because we want to plant the seeds of a solid base of two to three months of base, which does not mean just zone two. But then the more important question in my mind is when do we need to start ramping things up? I made a previous video about a question that an athlete had had that might be helpful to you in what you can do until the winter starts. And then hopefully let's talk about this and there's no one right answer, but I want to read this quickly to you as we usually do on the podcast. And then I'll give some suggestions and we'll take from there. So he said, Hey, what's the best way to make off season gains? Of course, aside from lifting weights. So he's definitely been watching the channel and knows I'm a big proponent of lifting all season. So I had asked him, I said, hey, well, will you tell me first, what do you think? He said, ah, I like this homework. First, recover a bit, look back on my season, and then assess what are my strengths, weaknesses, and start setting some goals, not only for racing, but training and key improvement areas. This is my first true off-season from real volume and racing. So last year, any time on the bike was almost as good. So this year, I'd love to have a little bit more focus. By mid-October, I'm going to plan some base miles, find some tempo riding, and get the lifting form down. November and December is longer tempo sessions. Have your lifting progression with two to three days a week in the gym, and then really start sniffing the first low-end efforts towards late December, I think, question mark. January, I'm going to be itching for motivation as he lives in Chicago. So we all, if you're not from the U.S., Chicago, it's very cold, snowy, crappy weather. January, I'm going to start itching for motivation, so I'm going to find some VO2 or super short Zwift races for fun and start opening things up. Definitely still lifting, more focus, and a bit lighter weight, but higher volume. And then February, getting back to specificity on the bike. So I, I think a lot of this sounds good. And of course, I would not recommend setting, hey, a very rigid, these are my five months. Like you need to flow with things. Like there's some seasons where I'm like, well, I'm starting to feel a little too fast too soon. I need to not be doing as much intensity and just continue to grow my base. And maybe I wait a little bit. 
that does come with experience and feel. But again, talk to your training buddy, talk to your coach about this, have a dialogue. Having another set of eyes in your training is paramount to success. You can get faster by yourself. If you have someone else helping you like a friend, that will be maximum benefit. So I said some things that I would change would be a little bit less long tempo. I, I don't think that there's as much benefit to that as we maybe thought even myself five years ago because it's more fatiguing than we think. And I've written some blogs on that. And this is anecdotal for me, anecdotal from a lot of athletes that I coach. And I talk to a lot of athletes. Five years ago, it was like, hey, do 30 minute, 45 minute. I was prescribing 90 minute tempo sessions. It was like a lot of coaches were prescribing that. It's just tiring. There's not many races and efforts where, where you're needing to do just tempo for 90 minutes. And you're also, it's harder than I, I was thinking tempo was more aerobic. You really are, according to papers and studies out there, activating a lot of the glycolytic system. I don't think you need tempo sessions more than 30 minutes, especially since we're talking about the winter months. Now, maybe you find a reason during the season that it makes, it helps you in some way. I'm not telling you not to do super long tempo stuff. If your coach is having you do that or whatever, it's just not a route that I'm going anymore. Really focus the hours at endurance as much as you can handle, especially if you're inside. Volume is king in the off season. As much volume as you can handle, but the lifting is definitely important. One thing I would change here is lift heavy even as the race season approaches, especially through your B races. I will lift two days before a B priority event. Experiment with this. I have scratched lighter weight, higher rep lifting because for myself and others that have done it, it usually ends up being more tiring than if they lift heavy. And if you have a race coming up that you do care about, just reduce the number of lifts that you're doing or don't lift that week. Zwift races definitely use them sparingly, but they do keep the motivation going. I do not believe in racing Zwift all year or all winter long and then trying to do a road season. I know a lot of people do that. I've also watched over the past two to three years that it's been very popular, those that do a lot of it have not been as strong as they used to be when it was not, when Zwift didn't exist. Volume and lifting, then some intensity about a month or maybe six weeks, eight weeks before racing starts. I'll put together a five blocks to racing. Do not use that as a template. Use it as a guide to get you thinking about like, hey, this is kind of what you should be doing around here. This is what you should be doing around here. And if we can break this down into five blocks, for an athlete like this, we could talk about November, December, January, February, and March. And then February and March, you really need to tweak because if he's in Chicago, he might not care about a race until May, in which case you need to make it seven blocks to racing. Um, you might have an athlete in the Southeast who's going to go do his Florida State Championship in October and then have November, December, January. And then is he going to start racing in February again? You can, but what's his big goal? That's not a lot of time off. And so every athlete's different. Every case is different. That's one of the most fun things about this cycling journey. Everybody's got a different story to tell. Last piece to this that I find massively important that I hope if you are over 30 and you have just found cycling within the last five years, you hear this part of it. This was season one of volume. So more than kind of just riding. I always saw this season as a gateway and foundation builder to the next. 
At 37 years old, I know I have a little time left in the legs and lungs. I want to capitalize on that. My man, you are so young still. 37, and you're talking like you're nearly on your endurance sport deathbed. I think I have a few years left. I am fastest at 40, and yes, I've been riding more than three years until he's 40, but I have an athlete, Bodo, that everybody knows in the Discord, he just just barely missed sub nine for Leadville. He got 901, and there's many places where the one minute was just out of his control, but hey, that's bike racing. He's going to crush that, and he's going to crush 830 next year. He's 50, okay? And he's probably... I'd have to look back because we've been working together about three years. He had done some uh, other online programs before that. But the amount of growth that he has seen as a cyclist is incredible. And we're going to do a podcast. I think is going to motivate so many people who find the sport when they're 47. And they're like, whoa, wait a minute. Maybe I can do some incredible things. So I hope that wherever you are in your cycling journey, whether you are 32, 26, 45, 55, wherever it might be, a lot of us find endurance sports in the U.S. later in life because it's just not as popular as in Europe or, you know, people want to look at European pros and say, oh, I'm so old. I've missed this. Da, 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 da. There is so much that you can accomplish on the bike and there is so far that you can go as an athlete. Just keep pedaling, put a plan together, find a good group to ride with. Find a group. If you don't have people around you, join our Discord. I mean, I'm talking to athletes around the world. It is amazing to see the different races and successes and group rides and PRs that people are crushing. I know Dario just set a new five-minute best. He had done the VO2 max plan to feel the excitement that every athlete feels when you get a PR or you just go have an amazing day on the bike. That's why I got into this. I was overweight, struggling with other aspects of life, and cycling totally sent my life into another trajectory that it honestly makes me emotional just thinking about it. I hope you embrace this sport and just see how much you'll grow and change with it. Sorry to get all deep on you in this podcast, but it's that's why I get so excited about this. That's why I'm making a video about motivation while I'm on my honeymoon because I just read all this. I was like, more people need to hear this as we go into 2023. So hope you have a great week of training. Maybe you're on a rest week. Maybe you're getting ready for a big gravel race coming up. Just keep pushing. You have so much time ahead. You can be fastest at whatever age you put your mind to. That's not some corny BS. That is truth. If you like this video, please like it. Please share it. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please. We're about to hit 3,000. That would be amazing. We also have a podcast that usually I post a few more podcasts than videos. So check that out wherever you get your podcasts. And if you need help with training, obviously we have coaching options. We have the Ignite program, which is semi-custom and much less expensive. And then we have the training packs that we're putting on to Training Peaks and through our website. I'll put links to those in the video. Truly appreciate you coming by. Truly appreciate all your questions. Sorry for a little bit of delay and responses over the past couple of weeks as I've been gone in Europe and really looking forward to this off season. I didn't have one last year with the whole tour of Vuelta Ecuador and I'm really pumped for 2023. There's some really cool things coming and can't wait to share them along the way. And I can't wait to hear what you're up to. So put in the comments, what are you doing this off season? 
how are you going to make your gains? Let's go.